Marvelous, your radio green giant FM. Welcome to another episode of the What's Up Bro podcast, which honestly is this beautiful opportunity for us to get to know the De La Salle brothers more up close and personally. My name is Cora and with me is, of course, Brother Ouija. Hi, Cora. Nice to be with you again for another yes. episode of What's Up Bro. <laughs> Uh, and to all our uh, listeners to uh, in this podcast, we welcome you again to another special episode. And we have with us this in this episode two special brothers who will be joining us and will be sharing about themselves, about their life in college, and about their process of discernment and discovery of their vocation as De La Salle brothers. Let's welcome Brother Vince and Brother Mio. Hi, bros. Hello. Hello, Brother Vinny. Hey. Hi, Cora. Hello. 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 But before we dive deep, I just want to start by asking, how are you doing, brothers? It's been a year, or more than actually, since the quarantine began. I am actually doing a lot better compared to when the first lockdown was uh, announced, right? Bacolod mm-hmm. City is my first assignment coming out from an initial, an initial formation community. So, grabe yung first the struggles of just flying out of Manila and uh, going here to Bacolod. I had to uh, spend a 14-day quarantine in a facility. And those were the things that you would not uh, a welcome that is not expected, right? Uh, so, but since, since that time, I can say that things have been a lot better. Uh, mm-hmm. I have been able to adjust I feel uh, happy now na, na I was able to build rapport, for example, with my students, adjust my lessons, and uh, make it online. So those things. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for sharing. How about you, Brother Vince? How's um, everything on your end? Um, from my end, I think uh, I can see that I'm, I, somehow I'm adjusted already to the new setting of shifting the teaching modality to the online setup. Um, at first, it was really um, nerve-wracking or somehow it was shaking my life. Now, uh, being a year already of teaching inside the classroom, getting used mm-hmm. to the classroom setup, and then bringing it to the online um, platform, it's like sometimes it's like a monologue facing the screen of my laptop when my students do not open their laptop. But somehow, I have adjusted already. And I think... Um, Interestingly, I have not been home for since the lockdown started um, last year because I'm originally from Bacolod, so I have not spent vacation for a year and a half already. But hoping that things will become better in the coming days. Um, here in Mindanao, especially here in Ozamis, we have minimal cases, so somehow um, with two other brothers from the community, we can do biking every weekend. Somehow, um, we're a bit um, not really lax in terms of restrictions. Uh, we still observe the minimal standards, but somehow we can move a little bit freely compared to other provinces. Mm-hmm. 
That's great to hear. So glad that you get to spend some yeah. bonding time, especially with the brothers. Yeah, and a lot of, yeah, a lot of transpired from our brothers in the past year, and I'm sure uh, for you also, Cora, as a student, yeah. right? Uh, there are a lot of things that have happened, especially in an online setup. But I would agree with Brother Vince and Brother Miko. It has been uh, very challenging the past year, uh, but I think going into another year gives us more hope. There gives us more. Uh, I hope it gives us hope, <laughs> and I hope things would would change for the better. But it's interesting, Cora. How how are you as a student in the you know after more than a year in quarantine? Well, I think I can say that I've somewhat been more adjusted as compared to the first time that lockdown was imposed, especially as a student. Somehow getting a hang of the workload, but it's also still a challenge, definitely, especially given that we're not in an environment that's necessarily conducive to our learning, especially since most of us are learning near our beds. So that's also a challenge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's been good. Very yeah. thankful to still be safe at home. Right. Thanks, Gar. And it's interesting that we're talking about the school because this is really something that. All of us, I hope, and I think all of us would miss and would want to be back in school again. And yes. um, with with the topic that we have today, right? It's also uh, something that we're going to talk about: how the brothers were once students, right, and how they <laughs> eventually came to meet our uh, mm-hmm. Dalasal brothers when they were still in your in their they're still young, but in their younger years. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Why am, and I, why am I getting a bit nervous? <laughs> <laughs> no, no need to worry, brother. <laughs> well, actually, on that note, brother Ouija did introduce our, our opener for today. How did you first come to know the community of De La Salle brothers before you became one of them? Would brother? Would anyone like this? <laughs> okay, yeah, start. Okay, start, yeah. okay. Um, for me, um, actually, it was not in college that I met the brothers because I studied college um, in an Alasal school. I studied in a state university um, in Iloilo, which is far from the nearest um, Lasal school, which is in Bacolod. But I worked in 2009, I worked with University of St. Lasal after um, a year of hospital experience. I mm-hmm. applied to join the academy to teach us. Um, an instructor for the College of Nursing. Um, I think that's my first ch- um, first chance or time to meet the brothers, um, especially in the inter- um, orientation for new employees. The brother president was the one explaining the life of the founder. But um, I really got close to the brothers four years, three or four years after I entered USLS uh, and joined mm-hmm. faculty when I transferred as a an office staff for the social development office of the university. That's where I met the brothers, the chance encounter. Oi, brother Rabulka. And that's that that's where it started actually. Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't know that was a term, brother of all. You have brother <laughs> potential. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually for that day I was really huh? <laughs> <laughs> Understandable, especially since you've lived your life the way you did before that point, and then there goes a brother saying that you have, you might have a vocation in the brotherhood. How about you, brother Miko? 
good day to all our viewers and listeners. My name again is Brother Miko, and I'm currently assigned here in Bacolod City, in University of Saint Asal, and in Saint Joseph's School Asal. When I was in college, the uh, I first met the brothers when I was in college. I was not enrolled to a Lasalle school when I was in junior high and during my elementary years. I studied in the Lasalle College of St. Benilde and aside from, of course, being a responsible student, <laughs> uh, I was also pretty active in several extracurricular activities. So I would say that I was a student leader when I was in college and it was during one of my engagements as a student leader when I first met Adalasal brother. I was a newbie during that time. I was part of an organization uh, called Benilden Student Envoys. Mm -hmm. the, the job of that organization is to tour uh, VIP around the campus. Mm -hmm. VIPs around the campus, Dalasal brothers, guests of the school, etc. Et and during the time, I was a newbie and then I was already assigned to usher around Brother Vince Fernandez, FSC, and his family. It was it was his birthday. It was his birthday during that day and together with, with his family, I was tasked to guest him for lunch mm -hmm. uh, and then to tour him around two campuses of Benil, uh, the School of Design and Arts and then the Taft campus. So I was very jittery. I was very nervous. I was preparing for for that actual encounter, that first encounter with the Dalasal brother. Actually, I was preparing my questions, just like, uh, uh, not just like this interview, <laughs> uh, but uh, I was preparing my questions and then I was just surprised when when he entered the, the restaurant, he shook my hand and then actually he seemed more interested to know more about my life than uh, I was. So it was, Reverse. Parang he was the one asking me a lot of questions. How are you? How are your parents? Where did you come from? What is your course? Etc. Etc. And the initial impression was really, oh, Adalasal brother, very down to earth, very humble. And I didn't, suddenly that feeling of uh, being jittery, being nervous, gone away, down the drain. So, yun. The, the tour went well, and then after that tour, Brother Vince told me, you know, you have a potential. I would invite you to join the Brothers Living program. The, the Brothers Living program is actually the program intended for college students, young professionals, to learn more about the Brothers' life, to stay with the Brothers for five days, and join them for their activities, daily activities. And then I was caught off guard, and then I said, <laughs> I still vividly remember that moment. No, brother. I'm on my way to my class now. I, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I I went straight to my class, and then the rest is history. I'm sure you would ask more wow. about about that. Later. Yes. <laughs> I will cut my story short. <laughs> yes. Yes. Actually. I, it's funny that you mentioned the live-in program because when I, like you, I didn't grow up in a in a Lasallian education up until I got to Lasall here in Manila. And I've seen so many Instagram stories from friends of mine who actually participated in the live-in program. And I also have a few that I know who are also aspirants and all of that. And it's really 
interesting to see how both vocation and your college life mesh so well, especially given this opportunity from the vocations ministry and all of that. So yeah, thank you so Before much. That is also a sign for you. Be no. <laughs> by aspirants and having friends being with the brothers. <laughs> no, I'm just. Kidding. And now talking with the brothers, brother Miko. <laughs> Actually, be a sign for you, Cora. It's the beautiful vocation. I'll give them that. <laughs> But yeah, um, knowing what you know about the De La Salle brothers now, would you have ever guessed that in college you would be one of them? I think I start here. Um, for me, it never crossed my mind. Basically, because I did not um, had my college degree in Elasal School, and the closest thing to religious I know of um, would be the Jesuits, because um, I have a tito who is a Jesuit priest, and I practically lived with my, with his parents when I was studying in college, and I would have Jesuit shirts with me, and people <laughs> would also think I'm a seminarian of the Jesuits because he would give me Jesuit shirts. But the brothers was far from uh, from my thinking or from my consciousness. Not until I that that what I told earlier, na sinabihan ako ng brother. Oi, brother Rabolka. <laughs> It never crossed my mind because at that point also I was praying and um, really praying for praying to <laughs> to settle down at that time. You know, ano talaga? Ano talaga mo? Ano brother? I was really praying to settle down. Sabi ko, Lord, um, uh, I've been working for this long already. I had girlfriends in the past. Baka this time, pwede naman asawa na ibigay mo sa akin. So I really wanted to get married at that Very time. prayerful, brother. <laughs> Sabi ko, I actually said, um, if kailangan magpa-fasting ulit ako, no colored and flavored drinks, no rice, I will do that. Um, just give me a, a wife to be already. <laughs> Pray to St. Joseph, brother now. <laughs> Interesting. How about you, brother? Would you have guessed that? I would just like brother? to say that that was the first time I actually heard Brother Vince's story. That he was oh. actually praying for, for a while and <laughs> settled down. Uh, but for my end, no. My, my answer would be a no. Actually, before entering college, I sort of knew what I wanted to be already. Uh, I had my dreams. I had my plans after college. I wanted to enter the corporate setting or even establish my own business. Mm-hmm. That's why my course is on business administration. So that was really the the goal, the the path that I wanted to to take. So. Being invited with or being invited to become a participant of the Brothers Living Program, you would understand how I resisted at first because yes. I have this picture in my head already. Na ito dapat yung kung sino ako maging after college. And so when the when the idea when the idea was proposed to me, even just to join the Living Program and consider the religious life, I was resistant. Because never in my life I considered uh, becoming a priest or becoming a brother. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's very interesting to to consider the two stories that our brothers had. It's it's so um, it's so out, I I would say in a normal language it's out of the blue. 
or it's out of uh, maybe a confluence of factors that that really led up to that decision. It, it's interesting to know uh, what are the things that actually led to that decision. But maybe you could talk about that later. Maybe Cora has other questions. Yeah. But but I just observed with the with the uh, stories that their brothers brothers shared. It's not as if it's so clear for for them. Right, True. that's my observation. That it's not as if it's painted black and white that I'm gonna be a brother. I don't think it's ever going to be like yes. that. Right? So. That's right. That's right. And actually, since Brother Luigi mentioned other questions, I actually wanted to ask because uh, Brother Vince, you mentioned that you had girlfriends in the past. So actually, this is like how we can insert actually back in college or even in high school did did any of you share in romantic relationships and how did that factor in when you were trying to consider where does god want me to be in my life um probably for me um i'm a late bloomer when when it comes to romantic relationships now um, back in high school i'm very torpe <laughs> even until college i'm torpe pa rin ako, but i had my first girlfriend in college Um, I'm about to graduate. Uh, fourth year college na ako na when I had my first girlfriend. Uh, um, then I had another one after when I was already working. Um, siguro for me it affected lang my decision because one I'm really read that time that um the brothers um invited me. I'm ready to commit to something else. Then no, I have plans that by this age I will get married, start a family. Um, there's that readiness for me to commit, but. Mm-hmm. somewhere else <laughs> then the mm-hmm. brothers came in it really nito sa plano ko <laughs> but um somehow for me um there's that openness already to discern because i'm really planning um i'm discerning already um planning already to settle down but it's just a different way of settling down not the settling mm-hmm. down that i had in mind so mm-hmm. i think it um paved the way for my discernment for the brothers vocation mhm How about you, Brother Vico? Would you have anything to share? <laughs> very, very interesting, Brother Vince. May I ask you further questions, Brother Vince? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to evade the question? No, I just didn't want to answer the question. <laughs> uh, uh, when I when I look back and and reflect on the relationships, on the topic of relationships, the The first relationship I had was when I was in high school, but I won't really label that as a serious relationship. So that was around when I was third year and uh, third year to fourth year before coming to college. Mm-hmm. The the second one would be when I was in second year second year mm-hmm. college. Of course, in between those time periods, I would have uh, crushes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would uh, have girls that I like, but when I was in second year college, that was the time that I actually pursued. Uh, <laughs> brother Miji, why are you? <laughs> I'm listening, brother. Very interesting. <laughs> that I actually uh, pursued pursued someone. So I don't know what to say anymore. <laughs> This might be off the record. No, no, no. Uh, that was the first time that I actually pursued someone and and had chosen to be to be more serious. Mm-hmm. So 
but it did not last very long as you can see that's the reason why I am here So it did not last. It did not work out. I was in second year. We were both in second year college, and we were both course mates studying uh, the same course. We were actually block mates, block mates mm-hmm. in college. So, but it did not. It not. It did not work out because of several complicated, complicated mm-hmm. factors. And then I don't know, call it destiny or what. After we finally. Decided to part ways. It was the time mm-hmm. when I got the invitation, the formal invitation to join the Brothers Living program mm-hmm. from Brother Alex. So, <laughs> so yun. Afternoon, parang it did not work out. We decided, and then mm-hmm. probably three days or a week later, I got the invitation. And then, wow! Curiosity, I I tried. So Sounds like God moved in fast with this timing during that moment in time. But wow, that's that's really interesting to know, especially since a lot of us in college, that's our reality, right? We're looking at you know possible future partners right. and also yeah. but also seeing that it doesn't end there for right. for some of us, right? How about yeah. you, brother Eugene? Yeah. I, I think my take on that one is I, I, I would say that all of us um have experienced right falling in love being in relationships mm-hmm. um, like desiring to to enter um, romantic relationships it may not have happened the way we wanted it to be i'm not ju- i'm not just talking about the brothers but everyone right i think college is the perfect time for us to really understand uh, what relationships are <laughs> the nature of having relationships and mm-hmm. and at least for us in the brothers life in the brotherhood is something that is very very important for us not talking about just mm-hmm. romantic relationships again but mm-hmm. relationships in general because you know when when we grow up in in grade school and then eventually in high school where our the adolescent stage right exposes us to all our hormones all our feelings for others yeah. our rage our urges and all those things but then eventually in college another another like milestone or life life in in psychology they call it like the the stages right another stage mm-hmm. in in our development we start to consider uh relationships as a very serious part in in our life and and as what you've said Cora the the importance of uh looking for life companions and mm-hmm. for in, in brother Mika's case and brother Vince's case uh settling down in life mm-hmm. um, it plays an important role right and i do i do believe that that's something All of us, uh, especially for our young Lasallians who are in college, you know, it's a perfect time for us to discover and enter relationships. But of course, make sure to make it healthy, yes, right? And bro. so that, and as what exactly. you said, Laura, it goes beyond that, right? And it's mm-hmm. interesting in our next part. Right? It's interesting to know how these relationships that their brothers had played an important role in their discernment in in entering the brotherhood. Mm-hmm. And actually, like you said, I would love to hear more about how all of this really factored in what were the signs. I will take notes <laughs> for, for this joke, lang. But yeah, we would love to hear more about how you were able to discern like what God's invitation was in your life, and we will do so right after this short break. <laughs> Thank you.
know that the Korean wave, or as most people like to call it, Hallyu, has been taking the world by storm, especially Filipinos. I know. It's so easy to fall in love with South Korean culture because it didn't stop with just K-dramas and K-pop. Yeah, even aspects from Korean cuisine, fashion, skincare, even language have also been adapted and are being practiced by numerous Filipinos until now. It's amazing that we have an organization in DLSU that appreciates both Korean and Filipino culture, and that is none other than Aja Animo. And guess what? They have the perfect event that celebrates the ties between Filipino and South Korean culture. Isn't that exciting? It sure is. Aja Animo brings you Aja in sync this coming August 20 from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Tune in as it will be a jam-packed with performances which have a Filipino-South Korean twist that you definitely wouldn't want to miss. Definitely! It will be open to both DLSU and non-DLSU students. So what are you waiting for? Save the date, make sure to pre-register, and see you there! Hello everyone and welcome back to the What's Up Bro podcast. I am here with Brother Ouija and of course our special guests, Brother Vince and Brother Miko. Right. Welcome welcome back everyone. And the first half of our episode, we were talking about uh, the life of our brothers, how they really got to know the brothers. And now we're at that point where <laughs> we're going to try to look into uh, the factors that really made them decide to go into the mm-hmm. brotherhood, uh, their relationships in the past and their their life stories and how all of that came together and allowed them, empowered them to decide to be a brother. So, mm-hmm. uh, bros, that's our, uh, that's we come to the point that we'd like to ask, what are the signs or or not not signs, but what are the indicators and yes, yeah, signs uh, that you you considered in making that decision to actually try out the brotherhood? Back when I was in college, I would describe myself a typical college student. I was trying my best to, of course, be responsible in terms of my uh, academic engagement, submit requirements, attend my classes, and not cut them. <laughs> so I was a typical college student. Uh, aside from my academic responsibilities, I was also in several extracurricular activities, like I mentioned before. The initial sign that I considered when I first got attracted to the life of the brothers is really my attraction to the apostolate of the brothers, which is teaching. I shared a while ago about the Brothers Living Program. And one of the many things that program allowed me to see is the reality of the world nowadays, which I was probably naive to and insensitive mm-hmm before entering the program. So probably a concrete situation whenever my other batchmates or lower 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 batches would 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 know this pre-pandemic time that when we roam around Taft Avenue there are many people who need our help there. There are many beggars begging for us. And when I got exposed to the Brothers Living Program, particularly our apostolate to the St. LaSalle Preschool, wherein uh, students come from urban poor families near Andrew, Andrew Gonzalez building. 
I came to a realization na this is the world we live in. These are realities that I was not aware of. And probably as a student during that time, that was the initial spark na. And told myself, maybe I can do something. Maybe I can do something about this. And during that time, it came uh, in a form of being more involved with the brothers and becoming and eventually deciding to become an aspirant. So, yeah. so initial attraction was really the service, that opportunity to reach out to the others, especially to the most to the most needy. Mm-hmm. Yes. How about you, brother Vince? Um, for my part, um, I think going back earlier to what brother we just said before the break, no, um, the relationship that I had in college paved the way also for me to really plot out my life. Now, when I had my first relationship, my first girlfriend, I started looking at, um, looking ahead at my life, what I want to happen, and it also paved the way for me to really discern the brother's life when it, because as I said earlier, I was ready to commit that time. But I think what really attracted me first to the brothers because it changed my perspective of how how I saw the brothers as uh, as an employee of the brothers in Alasal school. I was I was really scared of them. No, that they are my bosses, of course. And then coming to the brothers living program and having meals with them, and it was a different, entirely different scenario. Um, this brother that I am so afraid of would crack these jokes that I would have not expected him to crack that joke. Um, for example, there's a different side to them. But discerning, really, when I became an aspirant and discerning with the brothers, like what they, what really attracted me to. To commit to the life of the brothers to and to decide to enter formation of the brothers is how I saw the three things that I really am doing already and love. Um, how they were able to integrate that in their life. First, I back then I'm already active serving the church uh, as a member of Youth for Christ and then later on Singles mm. for Christ. Uh, so that part of serving the church, serving God, and I also fell in love with the ministry of teaching when I started working in La Salva Colod. And then lastly, the love for the poor, which I am in also as a volunteer of Gawad Kalinga. When, the, when I, I became an aspirant, I was really working as a community organizer for Gawad Kalinga. And how I saw that all of these um, fa- facets of, of what I love already are integrated into one life of the brothers. And it made me easy, it made it easier for me to commit to the life of the brothers. Yes, if I may just add to what Brother Vince mentioned particularly on sharing in a romantic relationship, being involved in a romantic relationship. Looking back now, um, it's not mandatory, but I guess it would be very helpful for candidates to the brother's life to at least experience falling in love and being Mm. romantically involved. Why? Because as for my experience, it's that first time that you allow yourself to be vulnerable to give more of yourself to others, mm-hmm. to sacrifice yourself, to sacrifice a part of yourself for the other. And that mm-hmm. is that is love. And probably mm-hmm. uh, that is the foundation mm-hmm. also of the brother's life. That that love that mm-hmm. you wish to give unconditionally yes. and in an inclusive manner mm-hmm. to, to others. So I think it's it's important though it's not really required na dapat bago ka magpumasok or dapat you are romantically you mm-hmm. at least had a romantic partner before before uh, before entering but it's 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 helpful 
because it's an experience of love. Whatever that is, at the end of the day, it's an experience of love. Yeah, exactly. I agree with Brother Miko. No, um, from that experience of loving romantically, you refine your idea of love. Also, that there are yes. other ways of loving. I love my parents. I love my work. Mm-hmm. I love what I am doing. These are different ways of loving. Also, and I continue to refine that, and eventually mm-hmm. leading to how I uh, um how I responded to this um what to be what I believe is a call of God for me. For mm-hmm. the brother's life, it's also my understanding of how I am loved and how I can love more. As what Brother Miko said, inclusively now. Mm-hmm. Actually, hearing all of you speak about discernment and what vocation really is, it it calls to mind the quote of a certain saint. I forgot who, but who said that our vocation is to love. That's that's really it at its core. And when we think about vocation it's really how god calls us to best love like this is the way that he thinks we can best give ourselves to other people and it's such a beautiful consideration to know that all of the things that you love to do is what god wants you to keep doing also in a sense and so yeah in ways from all of you uh, sharing today it's this constant process of saying yes and so i guess my final question would be As somebody who's part of the youth, what are ways that we can continue saying our yes and eventually find what God really wants us to do in life? Is there any? <laughs> I guess my my advice to all our viewers and or listeners now is. To realize and to keep in mind that all of us are a work in progress, right? You might be in college now, you might be in wherever you are, junior high school, a working professional. You have to realize that we are all a work in progress. And I always consider life as a journey. So probably today, today you might be feeling sad or lonely. But who knows, the next day, God will give you the grace of happiness, of love that you are looking for. Mm-hmm. In terms of discernment, that is very important because oftentimes we have a tendency to beat ourselves up when we don't measure to society's expectations and probably expectations of people around us. So for those probably exploring a vocation to whatever life it, it may be, whether it's the married life, religious life, or single blessedness, know that you are a work in progress and you should not be in a rush to actually decide on something so enjoy enjoy the questions enjoy the process and second and i think equally important is to surround yourself with people who can support you such as your mm-hmm. friends uh, a good mentor a good spiritual director would really be very helpful as you try to explore which path you want to take in life most especially if you are considering a vocation to the religious life and especially if it's going to be the Delasal brothers life <laughs> plug plug <laughs> i will pick up from what also brother Mika said no um for me um i think invest in good and healthy relationships um this will help help you uh, help to see you through um after college now would it be if it would be work na, um, if you want to really pursue your discernment with religious life 
it will see you through um, my friends in college, uh, my workmates before have helped me in times that I would really need other other perspective from that of the brothers. Now I have other people that I can talk to. Now it's like what brother Miko said, it's also important to have a spiritual director to help you process um, all these plans that you have. But I think it's really important to have to invest in good and healthy relationships. Um, with these relationships and the way you committed yourself to these relationships would also help you in your way of committing to the vocation that you want to pursue, whether it's married life, single blessedness, or religious life. It will help you with your own way of relating with the people that you will commit to. Just like for us in the brothers, we, we committed ourselves to the brothers and the ministry of the brothers. And it really involves us relating also, okay. um, falling in love daily with our life and with the God who calls us. Same thing with other vocations, married life. It will also involve you um, to wake up daily, falling in love with that person you committed to or to mm-hmm. pursue single blessedness. You have mm-hmm. to live, love that life also that you want to pursue. So I think, and the relationships that comes along with us will help us also um, will help us grow as a person, and will will, will help us, you know, with our me- making commitments and decision making. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah, I would agree to what our brothers shared, no? and I think uh, with with everything that we've shared in this episode, uh, what really came up to me while listening to all your stories is the word love. Right. Um, it's important for us at this time to understand, especially in this very difficult time of the pandemic, how difficult, how challenging, but maybe how hopeful loving could be. Because I would understand vocation, um, especially for young people. Uh, for us to understand, vocation is kind of confusing as the word itself. No, when 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 young people hear it for the first time, they immediately think sometimes. Uh, okay, that's being a priest or that's being a mm-hmm. religious or what. But really, vocation, now that we're brothers, and I'm, I don't want to be biased, but uh, vocation really is about us loving. It's about mm-hmm. us finding our unique way of loving, right? And uh, and I think being in college is a perfect time to learn that. It's like a skill, right? It's like a skill that how would I best love? What would be the best way for me to love? Right? And even why is that so important it's because i think uh we couldn't say and it, it would be very difficult for us as young people to say that we love god if we don't actually experience human physical concrete loving here on earth right so um like how could you say that you love someone who could, you couldn't see this is, i think another quote from the saint right? uh, how could you love someone you couldn't see if you couldn't love the people that you are with if you couldn't mm-hmm. feel love for the poor if you couldn't feel that you're you're called to give yourself for a bigger cause right and i think vocation is that hearing our brothers uh journeys and and their stories from college to work to eventually joining the brothers those decisions i think those decisions were their responses to god's call to love at this certain time even as an office staff even as a student Mm-hmm. we're being called to love in a certain way and maybe it would come to a point that it would be clearer and clearer little by little that our vocation is really our choice and God's choice and God's guidance on how we could best love and how we could best be loving persons to those who are with us so thank you brothers for sharing those very insightful stories sorry bro 
I think that Saint's name is Saint Luigi Enriquez. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm far there from you. Another <laughs> calling. Very profound reflection, Brother Luigi. Thank you very much. Brother Luigi. And of course, more than that, it's difficult to love. Mm. But it's always worth it. Thank you, brothers, for sharing your stories to us today. Yes, and on that note, we are at the end of our podcast. Like Brother Luigi said, thank you so much to Brother Miko and Brother Vince for joining us here at Green Giant FM. I'm sure that I can speak for many of us when I say that we've definitely learned so, so much from what we talked about today. Uh, Brother Luigi, do you have any last words for our viewers? Right. To all of you who would like to learn how the brothers love <laughs> and would like to learn more about us as the De La Salle brothers, of course, uh, we're very, very open to having more young men who would like to learn how to how a brother loves. And uh, if you're one of those who are interested to learn more about us, uh, you may send me an email at vocations at delasal.ph or um, we got a new cell we got a new cell number phone number you could um, give us a message if you're interested in the brother's life but we, you could reach us uh, the, in, 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 an, in a very easy way if you contact us through email at vocations at delasal.ph as I said or you may visit our uh, websites and Facebook and Instagram um, platforms at dlsbrothersph that's on Instagram and Twitter and then you may check us out here we have videos of how the brothers live and promotional videos of what the brothers really do on YouTube that's the De La Salle Brothers of the Philippines and on Facebook again the De La Salle Brothers of the Philippines and thank you very much for taking time to listen to our stories and we hope to hear your stories too in the future Thank you so much. And for all our viewers out there, you can continue to keep posted on our social media as Green Giant FM, which is our Facebook and Twitter. You can find us as Green Giant FM on Instagram as at greengiant.fm. And you can also find us on our website, which is greengiantfm.com. And of course, our YouTube, which is DLSU Radio, Green Giant FM. So once again, my name is Cora, and this was What's Up, Bro? Thank you.